بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآل الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهب وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزان ويومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله so far we have managed to talk about few characteristics of true followers we talked about piety about sincerity about obedience loyalty truthfulness being unbiased and being able to keep things confidential so these are things that we have discussed so far now we want to continue with few more one of the requirements of people who have the ambition of being followers of Imam Mahdi al-Jalallah ta'ala farajahu al-Sharif and the people who are working under Imam and act as deputy of Imam for us is that they have to be able to think, analyze, and be rational. Rationality is very, very important because we are not following someone who is just for example a military commander or a leader in a party or I don't know founder of a cult or whatever if you were following such people, we didn't need to be rational people. Actually, the less rational you are, the better you can follow such people. But we are trying to follow people who are outstanding in wisdom, in rationality, in knowledge, so the more we resemble them, the more we can share their characteristics, the better chance of following them. So I mentioned some hadith about rationality and then about things that can help or weaken rationality. But if you are more interested, so 
We have a series now in the Hose, Practical Wisdom. Then we discuss in more details this idea. Imam Sadiq said, Reason or intellect is the guide for believers. A believer needs Aqal to guide him. You know that in Aqaid we said we have external hujjah and that's the prophets and imams and we have internal hujjah which is our Aqal. Aql is internal hujjah. Imam Qasim alayhi salam said, Inna lillahi ta'ala ala al-nas hujjatayn, hujjatan wahirah, wa hiya al-anbiya wa al-rusul wa al-a'immah, wa hujjatan batina wa hiya al-aql. So the hujjah of Allah outside are the prophets and messengers and imams. Inside is our aql. Or as some say, some scholars, Aql is internal prophet. Yes? If there was a way for us to take prophet inside us, that would be our aql. And if you want to bring your aql out, that's the prophet. The prophet is embodiment of aql. So, we as individuals or as community need to be following aql. And following Aql means following reasoning. It means you go by reason. You are driven by reason. In Hosea we say, Nahnu Dalil. We are children of reason. Namilu Haythu Yamil. We go wherever the reason takes us. We are not biased, we are not prejudiced. We just see where the argument is heading. Evidence, proof, takes us to this direction or that direction, to accept this or not to accept this. We should not accept without reason and we should not reject without reason. Remember we talked about this in Akhlaq. To accept you need reason, to reject also you need reason. We said in previous courses that Ibn Sina says, Man ta'abbada ala an yusaddiqa bighayr dalil faqad kharaja min al-kiswat al-insan. Whoever is used to accept without reason, he doesn't ask for reason, Whatever he is hearing or seeing or watching, reading a newspaper, on in, reading on new, uh, internet, whatever, he accepts. Ibn Sina says, if someone does this once, twice, this can be a mistake. But if someone is used to this, has become other than his habits, whoever is used to accept without reason, he is no longer a human being.
On the other hand, he says, "Kullama qara'a sam'aka min al-ajaib, fazarhu fi bu'at al-imkan ma lam yasudka anhu qa'imul burhan." Whenever you hear something which looks unfamiliar to you, looks strange to you, don't say it's impossible, don't reject it, as long as there is no proof against it, just put it in the world of possibilities. Fi bu'atil say it's possible. Possible in the sense that I don't have any reason to say it's impossible. So, we should accept with reasoning and reject with reasoning. This is Aql. If I very much like something, is it a good reason? <coughs> no. Sometimes when we want to do something, we try to find 1,000 reasons why I should do this. Or if I don't want to do something, even if I am given 1,000 reasons, I don't believe. This is not Aql. Aql is that we make decisions based on reason. And my suggestion is, for myself and you, if you want to do something anyway, don't deceive yourself and other people and bring reason. Be honest and say, I have no reason what I want to do it. It's much better than deceiving yourself by bringing false reason, because at least now your aql can remain safe. But if you get used to deceiving yourself, then a time comes that even you don't understand that you are cheating. So I prefer if someone wants to do something wrong, says I want to do something wrong. I have no reason and I am irrational person. It's not as a sense of because you have no higher. No, as a sense of you admit your shortcoming. You say, I'm a weak person. I cannot resist. Okay. But it's better than you hide your weakness behind reasoning and, you know, discussion. And unfortunately, some people are good in arguing, especially with simple people. But on the day of judgment, you cannot argue with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's better to be just honest. So, if you want something, don't let your desire cloud your understanding. Let me read for you this hadith. For example, Imam Ali alayhi salam said, Zahabu al-aql bayna al-hawa wa al-shahwa. 
When you desire something and have appetites for something, your aql is gone. You can say goodbye to your aql. In another hadith, Amir al salam said, if you have lots of dreams and wishes and desires which are not realistic, this is because of corruption of aql and also it corrupts further aql. A person who is living in his or her dreams cannot be rational. I always say it's good to be ambitious, but to be ambitious is different from having two amal, unrealistic desires. Yeah? For example, I have entered university. It's good that I have the ambition to be the best student of the university. Okay. Then what do you do? You work hard. You try to spend your time with the hard-working students. You try to read more books. This ambition is good. But dreams is like you don't study and say, you know, luckily, for example, I get the best result. Or you don't study, you say, maybe my lottery will win, you know, and I get much better, you know, through lottery and not. So, these are things that are not going to help you. Sometimes people, nowadays, for example, they see maybe a footballist, an actor, someone on Facebook or YouTube, some of them become celebrity, they make lots of money. And they say, okay, why I cannot be like this? Not knowing that these are things that you cannot plan. These are not the things that work for 80%, 70%, 60% of people. These are rare things that happen. And there is no way to plan for it. You should not lose your momentum for a decent and reliable way of planning and just say, maybe something extraordinary happens, you know, and then I will rise in the ladders of fame and power and money. It's not like that. So, if you have many, many desires and dreams, these are because your al is not strong and they will weaken further up. Another thing that makes our al not able to function properly and indeed this is also a sign of weakness of aql 
because anything which is a weakness of Ah can make it even weaker, is that you undertake things which are not related to you, relevant to you, or you go to excess. Amirul Mu'minin alayhi salam said, إِذَا قَلَّتِ الْعُقُولِ كَثُرَ الْفُضُولِ When intellects are weak, then excess becomes more. You spend your time, your energy, your money, your resources on things which are not necessary. Another thing is, if you are a rational person, this is very important for me. A rational person very much invests on what? On speaking and listening, on discussion. Because what activates Abel, polishes Abel, keeps Abel in good shape and form is discussion with rational people. When we are engaged in good discussion, not biased discussion, not emotional discussion, no, discussion with rational people, then everyone brings his or her perspective. They shed light on the subject. I can see maybe one thing, two things, but there can be ten different things that I have to consider. A good, rational person would never make his or her mind closed and makes decision and says, I don't want to discuss. Sometimes people are afraid of weakness of their point and they say, I don't want to discuss. If you have come to this point rationally, you should be able to discuss. Because you are not a person who receives wahid. Yes, if you were receiving wahid, you cannot discuss it with people. You know? How can I convince them? If you are being inspired by Ruhul Qudus, okay, you don't need to discuss with people. You share it with people. But we are all ordinary people. We should be able to discuss. A speak and listen. A rational person is always happy to talk, but he is happier to listen. Now you can test yourself to see how you are rational. Are you happy to listen or not? If you are just happy to talk, this is not enough. To talk and listen, but more listening. Why? 
Because when you talk, you are helping, inshallah, other people to add their knowledge. Inshallah, you are not, you know, shouting at them. You are not, you know, <laughs> you are helping them. But you feel as a rational person that you need to listen more. Amir al-Mu'minin says about that brother in God that he had. You remember in Akhlaq we have this uh, I had in the past a brother in God. But some people say maybe it was Prophet, maybe it was Abu Zar, a different opinion. One of the things that Imam says in that saying is he was more interested in listening than talking. He wanted to listen more than talking. This is the sign of a rational person, a sign of truth-thinking person. Inshallah, I talk more about Mashwara later. Amir al-Mu'mineen said, مَنْ تَرَكَ الْإِسْتِمَاعَ مِنْ ذَبِ الْعُقُولِ مَا تَعَقْلُهُ Whoever stops listening to intelligent, rational people, his intellect or her intellect dies. Your intellect needs fresh air. And fresh air is coming through listening, through reading, not just repeating yourself. If you just repeat yourself and keep thinking yourself, you suffocate your act. Because you don't give different vitamins to your act. You are just repeating yourself. You know, sometimes people keep thinking, thinking, and then they become depressed, they become angry. Sometimes they commit suicide. Because when we are alone, we become very destructive. There is a very profound saying, which says, if you don't make your nafs busy, nafs will make you busy. You have to have plans to engage yourself in positive things, in getting something beneficial from outside. Otherwise, otherwise if you leave your nafs, produces poison. Imagine... If some, most of people, if you have few days at a home and not going outside and not meeting anyone, your way of thinking will change. You can easily become mad. It's very easy, you know, it's not difficult to become mad. Just don't listen to anyone, be away from people and keep thinking. After sometimes you lose your act. It's very easy. Sometimes things that maybe people laugh, but you can start believing in them. 
جناب آیت الله سید احمد زنجانی He is father of Ayatollah Shubayri Zanjani, one of Maraji, and Ayatollah Sayyid Ahmad Zanjani was friend of Imam Khomeini. He has a book, Al-Kalam Yajurul Kalam. Al-Kalam Yajurul Kalam means one conversation leads to another conversation. So he brings different points, moral points. In one part he talks about Vaswas. You know, sometimes uh, we can never make up our mind. For example, it can be for different things. Sometimes people are waswasi about cleaning. Either tahara majasa or sometimes even people who are not religious. For example, about cleaning of home. They clean 10 times, 20 times a day and they are not happy. And you cannot touch anything. If you touch anything, they have to repeat. They wash you, and then they wash the home. <laughs> Sometimes people are waswasi about wuzu. Of course, people are never waswasi about homes. <laughs> I have never seen anyone paying more homes two, three times. It's interesting. With water, you know, it's okay to become waswasi because it's cheap. But homes, no. So, people become waswasi. He says, there was a talabi who was waswasi. I don't know if you have been to Madrasi Faiziyah. Madrasi Faiziyah has a very big courtyard. There's a big courtyard. And there used to be a fountain in the middle. Recently, what they did, they made a whole uh, hole in the like basement, and then they put the fountain on top of it. So there is now a meeting hole under the uh, fountain. Anyway, this fountain was in the middle of the courtyard, which is big, and a talaver was in. First floor, his hotel, his room was in the first floor. So, when people were making wuzu or cleaning, for example, their hand washing near the fountain, in the first floor he was making yaqeen that he has become najis. He was making yaqeen. It is possible. If you lose your rational behavior and start doubting, then a time comes that you can never believe in anything. If you are lucky, it would be in just one category. For example, some people about prayer, some people about tahara, some people about relation of their husband or wife, you know, they have waswas about one thing. Rest of the life, they are okay. But sometimes it can actually go to other avenues as well. So, why? Because we are not like a machine. You know, if you have a machine, it's a matter of pins 
and metal and plastic which have some resistance. We don't have metal and plastic and this type of things. It's all a matter of your rationality and logic. And if you few times ignore your aql or common sense, little by little, everything goes out of control. It's very important. You can do this to yourself, or you can do this to other people. If you have a child at home, father says to the child, "You are stupid." Mother says, "You are stupid." Elder brother says, "You are stupid." This person feels that he's stupid, and he really becomes stupid. If you are saying you are dishonest, another person says you are dishonest. The other, he really becomes dishonest because. We are very much flexible. We can change positively or negatively. So it's very important that we are not ignoring our understanding. We are not just repeating our thoughts to ourselves. Get engaged with other people. Listen to rational people. Read useful things. Keep thinking positively. So that you are in a good form and shape. There is a beautiful story in Majma al Bayan. It says, "Athna qawmun ala rajul inda Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." Some people praise someone in the presence of the Prophet. They said he's a very good man. He is, mashallah, praying on time, reading Quran, all these things, fasting, ibadah, charity. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ كَيْفَ أَقْلُ الرَّجُلُ how is his aql? How rational he is? How thoughtful he is? Qalu ya Rasulullah, nukhbiruka an ijtihadihi fil ibadati wa asnaf al khair wa tas'aluna an aqlih. O Messenger of God, we tell you about his ibadah and doing lots of good things. You ask about Aql for sure. His Aql must be okay. They didn't know that Aql is not only one level. Either you are mad or you are Aql. No. Aql has different levels. Maybe someone according to medical standards, it's not mad. We don't put him in mental, for example, section of the hospital. But how rational he is. Faqal, Rasulullah said, Inna al-ahmaqah yusibu 
بحمقه اعظم من فجور الفاجر رسول الله said sometimes people who are not rational who are stupid because of this stupidity they can cause more harm than sinful people sometimes a sinful person harms himself and to some extent other people but not too much but when someone is not aghil there is no limit in what can do the harm that someone who is not aghil someone who is not aghil can cause a war an unwise politician can cause a war but someone who is not praying or fasting may not do that much harm and cause harm Sometimes a person who is not aghil cause division in community. Maybe then community never is going back to normal. Anyway, wa inna ma yartafu al-ibadu ghadan fi al-darajat wa yanaluna zulfa min rabbihim ala qadr uqul. Rasulullah said, "Tomorrow." On the day of judgment, people will rise in ranks and reach nearness to the Lord proportional to the level of their rationality. It is our rationality and wisdom which is the main factor in determining what position we would have once some mu'minin from a city wrote to a marja in najaf that please appoint this alim that we have in our city as your wakil we need someone to be representing you he has knowledge he has taqwa he's very good but no reply was coming they used to send letters with the war whatever but no response was coming then some of them managed to go and meet Allah and ask him you know, we requested you but you didn't reply he said you informed me about his knowledge and taqwa but you didn't tell me about his aql i cannot appoint someone that i cannot trust his aql how rational he is how wise he is wisdom is very important Some of the other characteristics of people who are rational, one is paying attention to priorities. 
those who are rational are very careful in evaluating aims, projects. Because, you know, there are many good things that you can do in the world. But we don't have enough time and energy and resources. So it's not just enough we do something good. We should do something which is priority. So, Okala, rational people, are always looking for priorities. To prioritize is very important. Those who are rational, they are not interested in priorities. They are very interested in what? In rushing, in doing something. Because they are not patient. Angle needs patience. You see, for example, sometimes people become elected, for example, to be executive committee, to be president, whatever. Many times they want to do something quickly so that they can leave a legacy. That in our period we did this. Sometimes also they may have good you know, intention. Maybe they want to get sawab that, Alhamdulillah, we did this. But rational people would try to find out what is the priority. Maybe we need to spend this term, whole term, in just planning. So that we know in the next 20-30 years what we have to do. Maybe. Maybe nothing will remain from me. People say he didn't do anything, but it's not important. If I have done something good with rational thinking and mashwara, that's important. One of the common problems that we have as a religious people, I'm not talking about bad people, I'm talking about good people, even religious people, one of the common problems that they have is that they are very much sabab oriented And they think sabab also comes mostly in something which is concrete. For example, you put a brick on another brick, lots of sabab. Or you give food, it's concrete. But if you educate people, it's not priority. Because nothing can be seen. I can say I made this building. And for generations they are going to use this. But if I build Iman in heart of people, no one considers this a Sadaqijari. So, we want to do something which we get more reward, not knowing that these promises that we, we have for reward are not the only factors. These are general recommendations. There are lots of other things for example, great reward for making masjid. Okay. But if we have another masjid already, no reward for making a second. Maybe actually, if you are dividing community, you are going to be punished. In the same neighborhood, we have one masjid, you make a second masjid for reward. There's no reward for this. This wasted plus maybe division. 
many times also we have this problem. So rewards, I'm not against rewards, but first, as we said about sincerity, you should not be driven by reward. You should be driven by your deep sense of devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See what Allah is most pleased with. And secondly, these are general recommendations. Sometimes we know something is more pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is not mentioned in the hadith, for example, because it's something particular that happens now. So this is something to remember. Another problem that I think we have, not everyone, but I think it's a common problem, that we want to see the results of our work while we are alive. I am one of those people that very much like to see some good coming from my work. I don't know, maybe you are also the same, you know. It gives us energy that to see something is coming as a result of our work. But even this should be controlled. Because this means that we can only then undertake projects that are short-term. Because I have to see the result. I never do something that lays foundation for next generation. I have to do something quick. So a rational person is not in thinking about these issues. What legacy I'm going to leave behind, you know, it should be concrete, it should be something that I see myself. No. What is priority? What would be most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is very Another sign of rational people is they don't lose their focus by too many distractions or by new things emerging. You know, sometimes, for example, we start a book. Before we finish it, we see another book, we leave it. We start that book. Before we finish it, we leave that we start the project, then someone comes and says, you know, we have to do this. Okay, we leave it aside. We do another. So this means that we never finish anything. We never complete something. And we keep starting and leaving half the way. A rational person, before starting a project, before undertaking any task, thinks about it. But then after that, make sure to that it delivers this and finishes. Rational people would not be influenced by propaganda, by media, by pressure groups. You listen, you consider everything, but you don't let Things which are not rational just because they have pressure to change your mind. This is very, very difficult and becomes more and more difficult to remain focused, not distracted, and not feel pressurized. Many times we give in because of little pressure, because of few phone calls. If 
what you did is mistake, okay, it's good. Even one phone call should make you change your mind if it was mistake. I'm not saying we should be stubborn, but I'm saying if it was correct and you really carefully decided, then you should not easily stop. If something is right and we have made sure that we have rational procedure for making this decision, then we should not be afraid of blame of people. Or we should not do things just to attract people. It's very good to attract people, but to attract people to good programs not to have programs to attract people and then attraction of people becomes the main factor how to run programs. We bring a speaker, for example, because we want to attract people. And this means that the people that you want to attract, they would lead you in what should be offered. Yeah? It's like that, for example, we ask patients which doctor do you like? The one who gives you just syrup or the one who wants surgery? Everyone says, the doctor don't give us syrup. Yeah? So members should not become like this. We bring people to member that gives us syrup, not surgery. We bring to member people who make everything permissible. Alhamdulillah. We were worried, now someone, a member is saying this. What can be better than this? You do what you like, and you have sanction of someone. But this is not rationality. Rationality is, you have proper methodology for making decision. What program to offer, whom to speak, or ask to speak, all has to be rational. No influence from pressure group, from people who have money. If someone gives money but has condition, it should not be accepted. And this money has no barakah. If someone, because of money, wants to manipulate. Fame, majority, are not factors. Sometimes majority can be wrong. Sometimes majority can be right. Yes, if everything is equal, for example, we have a council of qualified experts. Here, of course, majority is better. Yeah, if they are qualified, for example, you want to take advice from doctors, you have few qualified, sincere doctors, there is disagreement, you go by majority. Yes? But I cannot call people of, for example, uh, community who are not doctors and by majority decide for my treatment. Anything which needs expertise, Majority of experts is counted, not majority of people. So, we should see what is the rational 
preference. To be old or to be new, none of them is rationally the proof. Sometimes people are very interested in new things. They want to hear new things. They want to say new things. You know, some speakers, some scholars, unfortunately, suffer a lot because they want to say new things, but they don't have knowledge to say new things, so they have to say heretical things. <laughs> because they have nothing to, to add. Everything is already in the books. And it's not that they are cutting the edge in science and knowledge. So they make something new by becoming shahs, by becoming, you know, art. No. We are not interested in old or new as old and new. We have to see what is right. If something is right and new, we accept it. We should not be hesitant to accept new things. Sometimes Quran says people did not listen to the prophets and they said, these are new things. We have not heard from our parents. You are telling us new things. So they rejected them because they are new. But sometimes also they didn't accept because they said this is old. This is Asatirul Awwalin. <laughs> so some people didn't listen to the prophets. They said this is new. Some didn't listen. They said this is old. But the reality is that whether old or new, it doesn't matter. Is it right or not? If it is right, we accept it. If it's not right, we don't accept it. I prefer someone reminds me of what was said 1,000 years ago by an alim than bringing something new which has no basis. If something is said by Sheikh Tusi, for example, by Sheikh Sadu, and it's right, Alhamdulillah. Actually, when it comes to religious matters, normally, if it has history, normally, not always, gives you more confidence. When something has history, gives you more confidence. Okay, now let's go to another topic. What should be the relation between leader and followers? Should leader make all the decisions and followers just follow him because they know he's very good in rationality, in knowledge, in piety, experience? So it's easier, we don't think. Instead of all of us thinking, one person thinks on behalf of all of us and we put our energy on implementing what he says. My understanding is this. I think people are different, of course. We have different levels of education, maturity, rationality, experience in the people. But I think at least one, two levels lower than the leader, we should have people who are also 
very knowledgeable and very much involved in thinking and analyzing and sharing with the leader their thoughts. And leader would share with them like a circle, like a concept. For example, a very good example in our tradition is in Marja'iyah. Our marajah normally have a circle of istifta. Who are the people in this circle of istifta? Mostly their own students, sometimes maybe not their students, people that are the same generation as Marja or students of other people, but normally they're students. But what is important is these are the very knowledgeable people. And any new question comes, any new inquiries, Estefta comes, normally Marja discusses with these people. It's a very good system. In this circle, they discuss, but then Marja makes up his mind. But they normally never issue fatwa for something which is very new and challenging, unless they raise it in this group. They don't say, these are my students, I don't need to discuss with them, no. Actually, what we have in our Hosea is that teachers love the people in their class that make most difficult questions. If you make silly questions, other students get angry and teacher maybe will not encourage you, maybe tolerates you, but, but if you make very difficult questions, the teacher will encourage you a lot. And sometimes if these people, they are called, you know, mustashkel. For example, they say, this person was mustashkel of the lesson of that ayatollah. It's very important if you can raise good questions. And if Ayatollah comes and this mustashkel is not there, he feels very sad. That today there is no one to challenge. You know? This is, I think, a very good system. That you raise your ideas with the reason, not just, this is what I believe. No. They discuss. What is rational? What is the reasoning behind this? With people who are one level lower. Okay? Not with every person. What I cannot understand is why some people who have new ideas bring their ideas to member or public platforms. I cannot understand. If you have new idea, with the reasoning, take to the people who are in your level or higher, or one level lower at least. Public platform is not where you bring your ideas and reasoning. Public platform is for something which is mainstream and established. 
if we invite, for example, a doctor to give us some, I don't know, session on health, what do you expect from him? You expect from him to say something which is accepted by mainstream medicine and doesn't, you know, waste our time by bringing scientific evidence to prove this and that, you know, there are so many papers who say this and that. We are not in here a medical university or, you know, at the level of PhD. This is a public platform. You bring something which is verified already, something which is accepted already, which is endorsed already, which is being practiced already, and give us only the last point, conclusion. So, our Maharaj, they have this concept of discussing. But with whom? With Mukhaladin? What's the point of discussing with Mukhaladin? You can just confuse them. They discuss it with the most advanced students. And they are normally mujtahid. And many times this becomes the next marja. Many times they refer their ihtiyatat to one of these people. Okay? So, my understanding is that this is the Islamic model of leadership. At least one level under the leader should be a group of people who think, who analyze, who get the data and share with the leader their ideas, very honestly. They don't say to the, to the leader what they think the leader wants to hear. You know, this becomes flattery, this becomes, you know, dishonest. They can be very straight, very honest and, for, you know, saying everything for what. But, they are very loyal. When they go out, if someone asks, what should we do? They just say the view of the leader. Not that they say, you know, he says this, but I have another opinion which is easier. <laughs> this is not right. You know, if you know someone is following a marja and that marja has a fatwa which is difficult anyway and you have a fatwa which is easy why you need to mention to them your fatwa has no va practical value for them and they are not a scholar so it has also no educational value it has no value at all for them just the only thing is that you break their heart. You put doubt. This person is fasting 18 hours and just you make him always suffer that maybe there is another view that I shouldn't fast 18 hours. This is not rational. If you have any idea, share it with the leadership. Share it with the major. Right? Papers, with arguments, with hadith, with sanad, everything sent to Hosas. You and ex don't expect to change next day. 
Anything is scholarly will open its own way. There are hundreds of Hadassah students. They read everything available. If you cannot change the right view of Madra, okay, the next Madra. Be patient. But everything has its own method. Not just, you know, breaking the heart of people, breaking the confidence of people, damaging the system. This is not rational. So, we need to have people that with maximum honesty share with the leader their ideas. They think, they study, they discuss, but when it comes out to the public, they are just loyal and obedient. They just try to help him in the best way that they can. There is no ego here. I told you the first session that the best candidates for leadership, the next leaders are the most loyal followers. If I have ambition of replacing the leader, this puts you into totally different mindsets. You can never be an Islamic leader if you are preparing yourself for leadership. You know, one of the things when we go to Jose, we try to learn. I'm not saying we have learned it, but we try to learn, is never plan for yourself to occupy any job. If I say, you know, I am working hard to become Marja, you can say you are finished. It's not a privilege why you are trying to become Marja. I try to be the most uh, established speaker. Why? You, you just have to learn and serve and help people who are already working. If a time comes that there is no one else and it's only you who can take this role, okay, you take this role. But you should never think about one day I want to occupy this. I, am, I want to become the most famous reciter, a speaker, the writer, alim. Why? Why you cannot serve the people who are already doing these things? If 30, 40, 50 years we work against our selfish desires, maybe by the time we become 60, 70 years old, maybe we can have a little bit hope that we are not selfish. Because nafs is not easily surrendering or accepting defeat. You have for decades work on your nafs. And one way to make sure that your ego is being controlled and weakened and inshallah eradicated is to serve others. If there is someone there, 
as a marja, as a leader, as an alim, why I cannot serve him? If I have anything I can offer him, and inshallah you will get reward even more because you will be getting reward from whatever that person is doing. You are also having share. So, loyal followers think, analyze, especially the level close to the leadership, but they are very respectful. They don't become critical, especially in the public. In private meeting, very straight, very honest, when we come out, we all have to support the leader. That's the only way that we can keep the unity. I think we stop here and inshallah we have one more session next week and with your dua, inshallah, we mention a few more remaining points. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ